For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me here on this Wednesday. It is hump day, and it's a very special hump day. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Don't forget my social media, Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore, and Twitter and True Social at Monica Crowley, also by email, Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Okay, guys, buckle up. We have a very special show for you today with a very special guest. He is the ultimate fighter for the forgotten men and women of our great country, a man who has taken endless incoming attacks because he is an existential threat to the entire corrupt ruling class and their absolute grip on power. And he is the leader who always puts America and you, the American people, first. He also has a sensational new book out called Letters to Trump, which makes a fantastic gift, especially with Father's Day right around the corner. It's my great honor and privilege to welcome my friend, the 45th and 47th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Hi, Mr. President. Well, thank you, Monica, very much. And you've been my friend for a long time, and uh, you're a very capable one. You know, I have friends that aren't so capable also, (laughs) frankly, but they're still friends. But you are one of the really capable ones, and I always appreciated your support. Well, thank you so much, Mr. President, for those lovely words. You are my friend. I treasure you uh, both as my friend and as my president and as my future president. So I want to thank you so much for joining us, and it's so great to have you. Thank you. 
As you know, Mr. President, I was with you on day one, and I have been with you ever since because I knew from day one that you were exactly the kind of fighter, the kind of disruptor that we needed to put America first and to smash this entire corrupt system. And I want to ask you, because we are coming up on the eighth anniversary, can you believe it, of that that famous ride you took down the escalator at Trump Tower, June 16th, 2015, almost eight years ago to the day. As you look back, and of course, as you're looking ahead, what has shocked you the most about this entire journey? Well, I think the dishonesty in government, uh, the uh, dishonesty in law enforcement, some of it, and we have incredible people in law enforcement, but there's also tremendous dishonesty, uh, so-called intelligence agencies where a lot of the people aren't very intelligent. But the level of, uh, and you see it as well as anybody, I mean, you've gone through it, but the level of dishonesty, which we, which we will weed out, and we were weeding out, we were doing great on it, but uh, the level is, uh, it's deep. You know, you call it, some people say deep state, but in a way it's worse than the deep state. And uh, I call them fascists, actually, in many cases. And you see what they do and what they're trying to do is an example right now. They tried it in 2016. And frankly, it didn't work in uh, 2020 because I got almost 12 million more votes. So, you know, we did much better in 2020, but they had a whole rigged election deal and you understand that very well, but it was it was a terrible thing to watch. But when you look at uh, the kind of uh, the kind of thinking, I mean, who wants open borders? Who wants no voter ID? Who wants high taxes? Who wants no protection for yourself with the Second Amendment? You know, so many things. They're so adverse to what this country is all about, uh, and that surprises me, frankly. You'd think they'd want. Uh, You'd want to have a safe country. You'd think you'd want to have a law and order instead of these uh, Democrat-run cities that are all disintegrating. They're disintegrating before your very eyes. You know, Mr. President, I'm so happy to hear you say, and you started saying this recently, that these enemies of the country, and certainly they're your enemies, they are Marxists. We have been under a Marxist revolution for many decades now, and it's at this moment in time that the country is at a tipping point because they have been chipping away at all of our institutions. They've been chipping away at our freedom for a very long time, and you come in in 2015 and 2016 and completely upset the apple cart, right? It wasn't supposed to be you. It was supposed to be Hillary who was going to lock it all in forever, And so they look at your four years, whereas we look at your four years as president as a huge success, booming economy, secure border, and world peace. I don't know what more people expect or want from an American president, but they look at it as a major loss of time. So that's why Biden in this historic catastrophe is moving with all deliberate speed because they have to make up the time of this Marxist revolution that they lost under you. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure it's Biden. Uh, Some people would say it is, but a lot of people say it's not. It's the people that surround him. It's other people. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure it's Biden, you know, because Biden was a much more normal guy 15 years ago, 10 years ago, probably five years ago. So I'm not so sure. But whoever it is, it's a very bad thing for our country and our country suffering because if we're a laughing stock all over the world, 
Ukraine, as an example, with Russia would have never happened. That would be not even a possibility that that would have happened. All these different things that inflation would have never happened. That was all caused by energy. You know, they've turned off the energy and that's going to get worse and worse. And now we're getting think of it. We're taking oil from Venezuela, which is terrible oil, by the way, if you want to get specific. You have to. And we clean it here. It's tar. And we clean it's really more tar than oil. And we have to clean it in Houston. So they're believers in the atmosphere. Well, they're getting the worst stuff in the world going up into our atmosphere. And we're sitting on liquid gold. We have more than any other country. We were energy independent three years ago. We were on our way to being energy dominant. We would have supplied oil and gas all over Europe, all over the world. And uh, they ended up just shutting it down and it went up to uh, we had it. We had a gallon for gasoline, 187, and even lower than that at some points. But 187, and now you're three and a half, four. But it's going up, and it's going to go. You know, they use these strategic reserves, which I practically filled up first time in 58 years, and now they're empty. They use that to try and keep it artificially low, and that's meant for war. It's not meant for this. It's not meant for automobiles, so that you can try and win an election. So they, they do things that are very bad. I think one of the worst, and you, I've heard you talk about it a lot, was what happened in Afghanistan. The, not the fact that we withdrew. I was all set to do it. We would have done it with strength and dignity. But the way they withdrew was so horrible. The way they withdrew was, I think it was the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. We took the military out first. We lost 13 soldiers, many wounded that nobody ever talks about. We left Americans behind. We left $85 billion worth of equipment behind, which now they're selling. They're the second largest arms dealer in the world. Can you believe it? Mm -hmm. Mr. President, please stand by. We've got to hit a quick break, but we've got so much more straight ahead. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double, And the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. We are back now with the greatest president of our lifetimes, President Donald J. Trump. You know, I think it's very difficult for the American people 
to, including you and me, Mr. President, to, to really absorb the reality that these people are deliberately taking down America. This is the deliberate destruction of our great country. If it weren't, Biden and whoever is running him would have changed course by now, and they haven't, yeah. whether it's on the border, the economy, yeah. Afghanistan. This is deliberate takedown of the United States. And because you were such a success, of course, they hate you for it because you exposed them. Yeah. The only thing that's hard to understand is why. In other words, why would they want to have millions of people pouring into our country that nobody knows who they are, where they're from? And I tell you where a lot of them are from is prisons and mental institutions, okay? Mm -hmm. They're emptying out their prisons and their mental institutions all over the world they're coming. Last week, we had 129 countries represented by people that came in illegally, 129 countries. They're emptying out their prisons and mental institutions from all over the world. And who would who would want this? What, there's only two reasons. They're stupid, which I don't believe they're stupid, because nobody could cheat in elections that well if they were stupid. But they're either stupid or they hate our country. And they must therefore hate our country. They must hate our country with a passion. Because open borders, no voter ID, you know, the whole thing is crazy. Why wouldn't they want it? Even Democrats want, I think it was 87% on a poll, uh, that Democrats, the people, Democrat people, they want voter ID. But the politicians don't want because if you have it, you can't cheat. It's harder to cheat. Well, that's exactly right. And look, I, they want to change the country because they want total control. I mean, we're talking about the globalist Great Reset, which requires no borders. It requires erasing yeah. everybody's borders. That's what the flood is all about, as well as, you know, no more Republican presidents ever again because they're flooding the zone with new voters, yeah. right? So this yeah. is all part yeah. of a, a, a big, dark plan. And you're the only one who yeah. stands in the way of what they want to achieve. Yeah, well, I, that's what they're saying, and I believe that might very well be true, and I've been fighting it for seven years and successfully, and I don't think anybody could have said, you know, that was a coup they were trying, and I don't think anybody else would have fought that off very successfully. I got rid of Comey. That was a big thing. You know, when I got rid of Comey, when I fired him, he was not there long. He was there for a short period of time. I fired him. That was like throwing a rock into a hornet's nest. They all went crazy. Then we found the insurance policy that they talked about. Like, if she doesn't win, we have an insurance policy. Well, you know what that means. And that was a big one. That was a big find between the two lovers. Uh, the whole thing is absolutely crazy, what's what's going on with our country right now. And you see the cities are disintegrating. You see, and the Democrat run in virtually every case. I think in all cases. I can't think of one where it's going down that's Republican run. They're all Democrat-run cities, and it's what it's just – and these are major – this is – Los Angeles, this is New York, Chicago. These are, are, you know, major, these were major sources of pride to our country. And now they're an embarrassment. When you see in Chicago last weekend, they had 72 people shot and 12 died. Can you believe that? It's, it's That's like a war zone. You know, in Afghanistan for the last 18 months when I was there, not one soldier was shot. That's because I had a nice talk with Abdul, the leader of the Taliban, but not one soldier was shot. A lot of people don't know that. They talk about, actually, Biden said that in a speech and they got angry at him. What are you saying that for? You know, I had to explain that's not a good thing to say because it's good for Trump. But we didn't lose one soldier. Not one soldier was even shot at for 18 months. And yet in Chicago, they have 
30, 40, 50 people shot at and, and in many cases killed every weekend. Horrible. It, it is absolutely horrible, and it's all being done on purpose, which makes it even more horrible. But you are America first, and you are a fighter for the American people, and you're an existential threat. So, of course, they're going to continue to try to destroy you. Let's talk about the uh, 2024 presidential race. You were the first one to announce yeah. in the GOP field, but now the battle is joined, yeah. right? You got Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in there. Uh, I guess this week, your former vice president, Mike Pence, Chris Christie, whose sole job is going to try to machine gun you. You are dominating this field by 40, 50 points. I mean, you're so far ahead of everybody. You've increased your lead since DeSantis got in. They are all running in an old Republican Party. You have changed the Republican Party. You have smashed the paradigm of what people expect and want in a Republican leader. And yet, all of these other GOP uh, contenders, they're running in a party that no longer exists. They're trying to reset the party to 2015 before you came on the scene. I think that when I see all of these people joining, Asa Hutchinson, I call him Ada, Ada <laughs> Hutchinson, but uh, Christy, who was at 9% approval rating when he left office in New Jersey as governor, and, you know, I'm surprised that Mike is doing it because, you know, look, I had a great relationship with Mike, except we very strongly disagreed in that last, uh, you know, period of a couple of weeks, I very strongly. And I think I was 100 percent right, because what's happened, you know, they were saying you had no choice. You could not send the votes back to the legislatures. And after the election was over, they made a uh, the rhinos got together with the Democrats to make sure they never had those votes go back to the legislatures. I mean, when you think about it, I said, so you mean he did have the right? They're all saying he didn't have the right. I said, you mean he did have the right? They said, yes, sir, he did. He did. Otherwise, they wouldn't have changed the law. So, you know, if if he would have sent them back, I think it would have been a very different story. But look, tremendously bad things went on. We know what those bad things are. Everyone, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. They get called conspiracy theorists and everything else in the book. And you know who doesn't want to talk about the, Repo the the Democrats don't want to talk about it. That's the one subject. That's where they want silence. They don't want to talk about the election because there are so many bad things. When you look at truth to vote, when you look at uh, even if you want to go modern day, go a couple of months ago with the FBI Twitter files and the FBI with with uh, Facebook, and you look at the 51 intelligence agents that were all rigged and said to say that was Russian disinformation when they knew it wasn't. You know, these are terrible things. Those are rigging. That's rigging the election. One of the pollsters said that amounted to 17 points, 17 points. And I can mm. understand that. So that's like, you know, stuffing a ballot box in its own way, a little different, but really the same meaning. So when you look at what happened, but you have all these people joining and I guess they say it's good for me if that happens. I don't think it matters, frankly, but they say it's good for me. You have uh, people. We had 18 last time, including myself. And now this time, I guess you're going to have maybe 10. I see that the uh, highly unpopular governor in New Hampshire is now unpopular. The people don't like him up there anymore at all. Sununu, he announced he's not running. He said, I'm not running because we have to stop Trump. No, he's not running because he was polling at zero. I mean, this guy had zero <laughs> in the polls. Yeah. And, you know, others, they drop out because they have low poll numbers. But all of the people and the Sanctus, 
His numbers, I go up to Sanctimonious, to Sanctus being an abbreviation. But the Sanctus, his poll numbers have really gone down once people got to know him a little bit. Well, you know, people don't want the standard old a hackneyed fare from a Republican establishment. You have changed the entire model for this. You have to be America first. But like I always say, I wouldn't want to run against Donald Trump. Are you crazy? (laughs) There is a difference between being an effective governor of a state and running for president. And then it's something else entirely to run for president against Donald Trump. And they either don't get it, they don't understand it, or they don't care. They think they have a chance because you are, you know, snowed under with all of these legal challenges, including, I guess, the DOJ is going to come down pretty soon with yet another indictment. But you are like a superhero. Every time you're hit, you just get stronger. Well, people get it like with the DOJ, they get it. That's why the poll numbers go up every time I get hit. I get hit with fake charges. And what really it is is election interference. They want to damage me so they can win an election, right. just like uh, the 51 intelligence agents and everything else. So, But the people are getting it. The people are really smart. It's an incredible thing. And you look at my poll numbers go up. I get hit with this stuff and my poll numbers go up. It's a disgrace what they're doing. They've never did. This is a well-known thing in third world countries. But to think they do this in this country where you get out and they go after something that Biden, Biden's got 1,850 boxes. He had many boxes in Chinatown in Washington, D.C., which is serious China. I'll tell you what, this is this is serious stuff, especially when they say that China's paying them off. But think of it. They had boxes all over the place. They had boxes under his Corvette. They had papers strewn all over the floor. They had in in a garage that was open half the time, no secret service, no nothing. And what I did, I did everything right. I did nothing wrong. But they come after me with a different prosecutor than Biden had. I mean, I have a guy that's a Trump hater. He hates Trump so much he can't breathe. And his wife hates Trump. I mean, she holds parties against Trump. And this is who I have. And they have... A nice guy. I mean, frankly, he was appointed by me. And he's a nice guy, respected guy, but nice guy. And he's not going to do anything against Biden. And he's not going to, you know, he didn't do anything against Pence, which is good. He shouldn't have. But, uh, you know, it's it's just an incredible thing. It's so bad for our country. It's so bad what's taken place. But the people get it. It's an incredible thing to think. The people really get it, Monica. You see that. They absolutely do. And this pylon is working to your advantage because we're at the point of diminishing returns. One attack on Donald Trump is one thing, but eight years of just a relentless assault on you, everybody is getting it. They spied on my campaign. It all started when I said they spied on my campaign. Everybody said, he's crazy. And then it (laughs) turned out to be true. And then they did the fake dossier. And everyone said, oh, the dossier, the dossier. That turned out to be a fake, a total fake done by Hillary and the Democrat Party and paid for. The whole thing is just crazy what's going on. And we catch him and people have to uh, have, there has to be retribution. Well, when you're reelected, Mr. President, you are absolutely going to take on this whole weaponization and corruption of government. Okay, sir, please stand by. We've got more with President Trump straight ahead. Okay, we are back with President Donald Trump. Two final questions for you before we let you go. Um, I think this primary is over. I think, obviously, you are the nominee. So looking ahead to the general election, I am not convinced that Biden is going to make it. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I'm not convinced. But the Democrats certainly aren't going to run Kamala Harris. 
a lot of us are worried that the Democrats could run Michelle Obama and that she would be the most difficult opponent to run against as a woman of color with the entire Obama machine. Do you think she is going to run? And are you prepared in that case if she does? I'm totally prepared for whoever. I'm not sure that he's going to make it to the starting gate. I just don't know. I think the fall set him back pretty bad. That was a bad fall. That was not a fall you want to be making. And, you know, you go to Russia, they say, you go to China. That's all they have on television is him falling. But I think it really set him back. And I think it it was, uh, you know, it was a wake-up call for a lot of people. But uh, so I don't know. Maybe he makes it, maybe he doesn't. I hope he makes it. But maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. She doesn't poll well. It's very interesting. I looked at polls where she's not polling well. But I don't think she wants to run. And I've watched her and her body language is not a person. You know, I know when they want to run, but they say they don't because they think it's it's cool. But <laughs> I've watched her body language. I don't think she wants to run. I really don't. I think it'll be more traditional than that. Uh, but if she runs, that's fine, too. I think the Republicans are tired of what's happening. They're tired of the lies. They're tired of the witch hunts. You know, I've had witch hunts now for seven or eight years before I even started because they saw that I was going to win before I even announced that if I announced I was going to win. And I mean, they literally started these witch hunts before I even started, before I came down the escalator. And it's a disgrace. But they spied on my campaign. And then it started from there. And had I not fired Comey, that was a big move to fire that guy. And it was good. It was lucky we did. Lucky for the country that we did, because the whole country was essentially under attack. But we know the good ones and we know the bad ones. And we uh, we have a lot of smart ones and good ones that we're going to be utilizing to save our country. Well, you know, I've known I've been very blessed to have known a number of American presidents. And I don't know a single one who could have withstood what you have withstood and what you continue to withstand. It is an absolute testament to who you are and your political strength, as well as your personal character. Mr. President. So before we let you go and go back to Saving America, your new book is called Letters to Trump, and it's such a beautiful volume and so much fun, seeing so many lovely notes from people like Oprah, Alec Baldwin, Hillary Clinton, uh, former President Richard Nixon, all these notes to you over the years. It's really quite a collection. Tell us about it. Well, it's a book that, uh, you know, I used to have a very, uh, I guess you'd say an abnormal life because I knew everybody and I got along with everybody and people that hate me right now, the day I switched, the day I became a candidate, all of a sudden it changed. And, but you know, it changed its life. Look, my thing is make America great again. If people like me doing it or don't like me doing it, it doesn't matter to me. We have to make America great again. And some of the rules and of the game and some of the philosophies that these people have, it's destroying our country. I don't think they even know it, many of them, but destroying our country. And I used to have Oprah would be at Mar-a-Lago a lot and, you know, so many other people that be friends of mine and they'd be writing letters. And then some, of course, I kept, you know, as friends and have as friends today. Others are gone now. Richard Nixon had some really incredible letters. And we wrote a book. I had two people that really took it. You knew, I think, both of them, actually, Norma and Rona. Norma Fodera and Rona Graff. And they're two great people. And what happened is they just saved every letter. I have letters from Andrew Lloyd Webber inviting me to the opening of The Phantom of the Opera, you know, saying essentially I'm opening a new a new musical. I'd love you to join me for the musical. It's called The Fan of the Opera. I hope it does well. Who knows? You know, that was 30 years ago plus. And uh, it's just really interesting stuff, political, non-political. 
But if thousands of letters from people, Lady Di, thousands and thousands, and we took 350, 400 letters, concepts of letters, but letters, uh, and the original letters, and we put them in. And the book became a number one bestseller. It's selling uh, like crazy. And so is A Journey Together. That was a number one bestseller, too. And it's beautiful pictures. The Journey Together talks about the days in the White House. And it became number one. The reason it became number one is because people long for those days. So do you. But people long for those days where we had strong borders, where we had, you know, everything was good. We had the greatest economy in history. We had the biggest tax cuts in history, biggest regulation cuts in history. But think of it. We were energy independent. We had the strongest borders that the country's ever had. You don't even have to say anymore. I rebuilt the military, created Space Force, right to try so good for so many people that were in trouble. And, you know, we did a great job and people are longing for that. Not just a great job, Mr. President, but really the best president in all of our lifetimes. Really extraordinary. And I could tell wow, you, having worked, so nice. well, it's, it's true. And people know it. And of course, it drives your enemies crazy. And I could tell you, having worked for President Nixon during the last years of his life, he thought the world of you. And you should know that. And, nice. and I think I shared with you after the 2020 election, I wrote you a note in the White House and I said, Nixon's greatest regret was not fighting when he was under attack right. by the deep state. And I said, fight, 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 Mr. President. And of course, no. you did. It was he, his daughters told me they yeah. uh, came up to the White House. But they, they said his greatest regret was that he didn't fight. He went in, they walked into his office, they told him he doesn't have the votes, and he immediately uh, left the White House the following morning. And his greatest regret was that he didn't fight. So, you know, it's one of those things, I understand that. And you got to fight. You always have to fight. Yes. And he didn't know what was coming at him, but you do. And you are the ultimate yeah, fighter. This, <laughs> this, this book is gorgeous. It's called Letters to Trump. Such a clever idea. And it makes a perfect gift, including for dad, for Father's Day, which is next week. So go get Letters to Trump right. right now, wherever books are sold. Mr. President, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Well, thank you. And thank you for doing such a great job in the administration. Maybe most importantly, you were fantastic. And I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. That means so much coming from you. I did it from my heart as you did as well. And we are all behind you 1000%. We cannot wait to vote for you again. And I can't wait to serve again in your next administration, this time in the White well, House with you. You're going to be there. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Monica. I you just wait. take care of yourself, okay? Thank you, sir. Thank you, you too. very much. God bless. My honor. Goodbye. Okay, guys, we've got to hit this quick break, but we will be back with much more, including my opening monologue, which is coming now at the end because we had this extraordinary talk with President Trump. This is something you do not want to miss, so stand by. Well, I told you that was going to be a blockbuster interview. <laughs> I did not disappoint. He certainly did not disappoint. What an absolutely incredible conversation with the former president. I think a very personal one, too. I mean, yes, we talked policy. Yes, we talked politics. We talked uh, 2016, 2020, 2024. But he was so reflective in this interview um, and, you know, sometimes you do see him get that way in various conversations, and I feel very blessed and honored that he was that way with us today, really opening up 
it was so conversational, right? It wasn't a standard interview. And I'm really glad about that because I think as many people as possible need to see all sides of Donald Trump. You see the brash leader, which is the person that we elect to be president, and that's exactly what you want. You want a forceful warrior fighting your battles, fighting the country's battles. That's what you want in a president. You don't want a wuss. You don't want a demented hack like we have now. You want a warrior. We are in a war for the future of the country. We have been in a war for the future of the country for decades. And yet, until recently, only one side has been fighting that war. Them, the other side, the communists. And they have been winning because they've been working around the clock since the 1930s to infiltrate and destroy this country from within. And as I said to him, and as I always say to you, we are at a tipping point in America. We are at the point now where you could just knock us over with a feather. And the communists know it, which is why they are working with all deliberate speed to complete the project. As Biden says, finish the job. We know what they mean by that. They mean finish off America. So we are in a war, and therefore we need a wartime president. And that's Donald J. Trump. I'm sorry, but there's no other choice. This is not 1992 or 1996. Okay? This is not like pre-9-11, let's say. And as I said to him, and I know I've said it to you guys too, the Republican establishment plus the uni party are obsessed with resetting the clock back to 2015, pre-2015. And by that I mean pre-Donald Trump. You can see it now with all of these Republican candidates I mean, Chris Christie out there, as I said to President Trump, his sole mission is to machine gun the guy. He's not going to be vice president. He's not going into a Trump cabinet. He's not going to be like secretary of transportation or some job like that. His sole job, and he knows it because his political career is over, his sole job is to try to keep punching Donald Trump over and over again, hoping against hope that somehow he's going to damage Trump. The other candidates can't and won't do it. Governor DeSantis, Nikki Haley, I mean, they might softly come after Trump, but they don't want to alienate and piss off the MAGA base, who will never forgive them anyway for challenging Trump this time, right? Now, I'm all for democracy. I'm all for choice. So, you know, let let the brawl begin, But I'm telling you that all of these other candidates, all of them, are operating under this uniparty, deep state, administrative state presumption that we should go back to pre-2015, before Donald Trump upset the apple cart, before he disrupted their entire corrupt gravy train. That's what they want. Why? Because under that former framework that is deeply corrupt, they all empower and enrich themselves. Do you think they give a shit about you? 
Do you think they give a shit about this country? And I'm talking GOP leadership as well as the far left and, you know, the Chuck Schumers of the world and the AOCs and the communists and everything else. They don't give a shit about you. And I'm sorry for the profanity, but it's justified here. They do not care. And they certainly don't care about the country. They're using the country. And then they dump the country like a spurned boyfriend or girlfriend. We are being used. The country is being used as a piggy bank, as a power lever for them. They'll tell you, oh, I got into public service to serve the public, to serve my country. And maybe some of them did originally. A lot of them didn't. A lot of them saw, you know, a lot of dollar signs and power, fame, and that's why they get into it. And then they leverage it. They use us. They use the country. And then when they're done, they leave office, they retire, they resign, whatever. And then they go back and they are incredibly wealthy. They leverage their office for speeches and all kinds of stuff, sitting on boards. And they've left the country in a worse state. But they don't care because they're taken care of. The one person who is actually in this for the country, for you, for me, is Donald J. Trump. Why? Because he was already rich. Why? Because he already had power. He already had those things. He got into this out of a genuine desire to make America great again because his country had been so good to him and to his family and offered so many opportunities for him to succeed that he wanted to make sure that that was preserved for the future, that the promise of our founding fathers was there for you and me and subsequent generations like it was there for him and his family. And it's disgusting the way the uni party and the propaganda press are constantly making him out to be either a Russian asset selling out America or he's only in it, you know, for himself. And, but I mean, you constantly hear these, these arguments and it's a giant tell like everything with the left, everything is projection. They accuse Trump and our side of everything that they do, everything that they are guilty of. They put on him and on us. So you better have eyes wide open because we've been through this now for almost eight years with this man. Everything that they hit him with, they themselves are guilty of. And they're trying to protect their own superstructure of corruption. So therefore, they must stop him. And it's on all sides You know, we talked to him about these legal cases. The DOJ is going to come down really soon with another indictment. Georgia's coming in July or August with an indictment there. And there may be another one related to January 6th. I don't know. But, I mean, you're going to have, like, at least one, maybe two, maybe three more indictments against Donald Trump. And as I said to him, the pile-on only strengthens him. Because, again, if you hit a president with you know, one major thing. It might be bad. It might cripple him, whatever. And people are like, oh, that's serious, right? I'm talking Republican presidents. Democrat presidents just skate. 
But when you're talking about a Republican president, if you get hit once or hit twice, you know, people are like, oh, that might be serious, right? I got to take a second look at this person. I don't know. But the massive, relentless pile-on over eight years with all nonsense, all lies, all bullshit, Russia hoax, two fake impeachments, rigged election, constantly being dogged during his presidency, packs of lies every single day flying at him and his administration and his family, rigged 2020 election, January 6th, Mar-a-Lago raid, New York indictment. I mean, at some point, people are like, oh, come on. Now you're just making shit up. And that's exactly what's going on here. I said to him, the point of diminishing returns, I think we hit it a long time ago. And I think it's another reason why he's got this rallying effect. People are like, you gotta be kidding me. Come on. Come on. So I think he is correct in most things. And I think he's correct here when he says the American people get it. They get it now. They understand Not everybody. He has tons of haters, of course, because he's trying to disrupt their whole corrupt thing, the whole scam that they've got going on our backs. And of course, you know, they they retire to their farms or ranches or whatever, richer than ever, living the high life, and we're the ones left holding the bag. High inflation, high gas prices, chaos in our cities, high crime, country ruined, freedom's gone. And they sit there and laugh because they have the resources to protect themselves from all of this. Well, it's enough. It's It's been enough for a long time, but we haven't had a leader to call it out. And then with the absolute strength and fearlessness to fight back until now. Until now. And that's why I support my friend Donald Trump. I hope you will too. We need the ultimate fighter. This is no time for fun and games or to roll the dice on some untested person, as talented as they might be. I'm sorry, but it's game over. President Trump, now more than ever. If you want to check out my full op-ed on this, Newsweek, it is up on the newsweek.com website. It was published last week or about a week and a half ago. It's also up on my Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore. And uh, I posted it up on Twitter when it came out as well, at Monica Crowley, same on True Social. Please go check it out. It's a really important piece. And everybody needs to understand, you know, people who are like, well, his style, I don't know, I can't get with him again. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're not voting for your best friend. You're voting for the American president to bring this country back, both globally and here at home. And there's only one choice, and it's him. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for this very special show. We've got big shows coming up, including with Senator Ted Cruz and uh, some other really big guests. So you're not going to want to miss a second of the Monica Crowley podcast. Tell all your friends, your family, your colleagues, everybody should be listening to this show. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here. I know the president appreciates you too. Thanks also for checking out our great sponsors and I will see you on the flip side. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.